All right, go for it. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy K Stan, and I'm back with another podcast. It's been a while, man. It's been like what a month. I think that's how we're gonna do. It. We're gonna do monthly. You know, been a busy boy, been a busy lad. You know what I'm saying? I hope you guys been busy. And I uh, hope you guys still tune in and find it interesting, man. We got a lot of things to talk about. It's been a long time since we spoke, so there's plenty of things on the docket, man. Um, if you follow me on Snap, you already you, you know what, what struck my heart the most. Uh, last week, the Redskins played the, played the uh, Saints. You know, it wasn't a game they were supposed to win. The Saints were rolling. They had won like six straight or something ridiculous, right? But the Skins, they were in the game, right? They were in the game. So uh, they were in the game so much they were up 15 points. Up 15 points. That's two touchdowns and one extra point. They were up 15 points with five minutes to go, right? So I'm watching the game at a friend's house, and we're both excited. He's a Steelers fan like everyone uh, whose dad didn't love him is. Uh, They're either Steelers fans or Cowboys fans. Either way. So we're watching the game, and he's like, yeah, man, you guys might get this one. I'm like, yeah. We might. So when Skin scored the touchdown to go up 15, I was excited, but I said, you know, been a Redskins fan long enough to know they can still find a way to lose this football game. They can. Anyway, so Skins, five minutes left. They're playing defense, right? They kick the ball off. I say, okay, this is how this is going to go. The Skins are going to run prevent defense, and the Saints are going to run down the field and score almost immediately, right? So Saints start their drive at the 25 like most teams do. Um, and four plays, four whole plays, they run the length of the field and score one touchdown. So they cut it to eight. And what did the Skins do? They played prevent defense, allowing Drew Brees to just pass the ball wherever he wanted to because no one was going to stop him. Um, and for those of you who don't know, prevent defense is basically keep the ball in front of you. So you're giving the offense everything that's in front of you. Well, eventually the offense is going to get to the goal line and the only thing in front of you in them is the goal line. So they're going to reach it. Right. So the Saints get that. Um, and there's like three minutes left to go. So I say, OK, three minutes. The skins are up eight. They get the ball back. They got to get a couple first downs from the clock out. Right. Um, so I'm I'm. I'm not optimistic, but I'm not pessimistic at this point. I say, hey, I don't need a first down, and they can wrap this thing up. But no, I knew better, right? So I said, this is what's going to happen. So the skins are going to go three and out. They're going to run three plays and punt the football. That's just what's going to happen. I've seen it too many times, right? They only need a first down. They're not going to get it. So what do the skins do? They go out there, run two plays. They get close to the first down. It's like third and one. Say, wow, they could do this. They could do this. The Skins run a run play that takes two hours to develop and get stopped for a loss in the backfield, right? So they go three and out. They punt the ball. I said, oh, man, here we go. Skins are up eight. Saints have the ball. Uh, There's a full minute and a half left with a a few timeouts. I said, Saints are scoring this touchdown. The only hope that we have is a two-point conversion, right? Now, mind you, this happened really fast. Boom, boom, boom. Now, my Steelers fan on the right hand, he's like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Whoa, how did that happen? Whoa, they might actually do this. So as a Skins fan, you're sitting there 
with the perspective of you know how these games go. You know how the skins play, and it's only the skins that do this. Now, as a Steelers fan, he doesn't know what it's like to lose, right? So when watching this stuff, he's actually shocked and excited and like, wow, what's going on here? All right. So anyway, the Saints have the ball, 25 again. They go the full length of the field with like a whole minute to spare, right? They go the full length of the field. Easy. Nothing. They score a touchdown. All right. They're down two. They got to get this two-point conversion. They line up, and they get into the end zone faster than your fat mother gets in line at Burger King, right? Faster than your boy rushes from the Kingdom Hall to Chick-fil-A to grab his number one with a lemonade. You know what I'm talking about. I know all of you know what I'm talking about. Right? So I said, man, Saints done tied this football game. At that point, I was done. I was blown. I was pissed. But I knew it was coming, right? And at that point, I also knew that the Skins would not win this football game. That game was over. They went to overtime, so the Skins technically had a shot to win. But that football game was over, right? Skins win the kickoff or the, the, the toss in overtime. Three and out again. They punt the ball, give the Saints the ball back. I said, man, this game is totally over. Saints go down. They get two 50-yard run or two, like, 40-yard runs and kick a field goal win the game. I was hot, right? I was pissed. I've been a Redskins fan my whole life. That's 24 years, right? Cognizant years, we're not going to count those. Whatever. I've been a Skins fan my whole life. I'm tired. I was tired. I was beat, right? This team does this to me way too many times. So much so that I knew, even with 15 minutes up and five minutes on the clock, the Skins would find a way to lose this football game. And they did not let me down. They did not fail to find a way to lose. And the fact that I knew that says how much of a loser I am. I root for a losing football team. Why do I root for a losing football team that loses games in this fashion? If you're up 15 minutes, or you, if you're up 15 points with five minutes left, you win the football game. I don't care if you're playing uh, a high school football team versus the New England Patriots. You win the football game. There's not much you have to do, right? You just sit on the ball. You play some defense. You know, it, it, the, the, the only thing you shouldn't do, which is what the Redskins did do, was set a picnic up in the defensive backfield, right? But they did that. So I'm hot. I'm saying, yo, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm looking for another team. I said, maybe the Raiders, where well, the Raiders are slacking. I like the Raiders' toughness. I can't root for the Raiders. Jaguars. Eh, I'm not going to be that guy. Jaguars bandwagon. I'm definitely not joining the Steelers because they're corny as crap, and all their fans have never even been to Pennsylvania, let alone Pittsburgh, right? So I'm like, okay. I guess it's still my team, right? And I go on this rant on Snapchat, and I said some stuff that actually kind of made some sense here, man. I was I was in my feelings, so I was spewing some things that I, I knew. The skins, it's almost poetic, really. Rooting for the skins is like being in a bad relationship. And tell me it's not. You can't tell me that it's not, right? Right? Cheering for the skins is, this is poetic right here. It says, cheering for the skins is like peeking over your half-faithful girlfriend's phone. It's like peeking over your your half-faithful girlfriend to look at her phone, right? Sometimes she's just out there blatantly texting other guys, right? That's when the skins get blown out, which happens, you know? Not very often anymore, but it happens. They're just not in games or your girlfriend is just texting other people. 
She's not even going to lie to you about it. She said, yeah, this is so-and-so and, you know, whatever. What are you going to do about it? But you still stay there, right? Sometimes she's acting like she's texting other dudes, but she's not. That's like a slight wince. You peek over her shoulder and you're like, hey, you're acting mighty suspicious there. She's like, you want to see my phone? Boom. Look, get out of my face. That's the skins win. They win sometimes and they win slightly, you know? They do that. They make you feel good inside a little bit. They give you a scare, which is what that is. It gives you a little scare. She's like, oh, she's acting weird. Then they win the football game and say, oh, I'm faithful to you, baby. Right? But then at times like last week, right, she leads you to believe she's faithful. You trust this girl. But she's hurt you so many times that you know, you know deep down inside that she will hurt you again. But you say this time is different, right? You say this time, she loves me. She trusts me. I trust her, right? You trust her anyway. You say it. Bump all the past. I know she might hurt me, but she's not this time, right? And then you look at her phone, boom. Another guy texting her, sending her who knows what. That's another L. You blew it. That's what happened last week. That's what rooting for the skins is like. It's like having an unfaithful girlfriend. It is an unhealthy relationship, and I don't know if I can root for that team too much longer. But, of course, with a few days passing, I was able to come back to my senses and remain a loyal Redskins fan. And I knew they would beat the Giants, and they did. So, I mean, they did their job. There's not much else you can ask for, right? So that, that was my Skins rant. I was extremely heated, man. And the Skins, oh my goodness, man. And that analogy is just perfect. It's like an unhealthy relationship, man. They make you sick, right? Sick to your heart, your stomach. Why do you continue to come back? You're, you're better than this, man. You're worth more than this. Be better. Anyway, if any of you are not interested in football and somehow made it through that segment, uh, we're going to talk about something that I, I find... A little bit irritating. I was talking to my boys today, and uh, they're, like, throwing it up in your face that you're single. And so anytime you talk about a relationship and you're single, they throw your opinion out the window. I kind of just want my boys to know. I want everybody to know. Uh, being in a relationship or dating is not an accomplishment. The way people talk about it is like, well, you ain't dating yet, so, you know, what you got to say? Like, how can you talk to me? You ain't, like, you ain't even doing this. First of all, it takes no effort to be in a relationship. I'm not saying it takes effort. It doesn't take effort to continue a relationship. It takes no effort to be in a relationship. It just takes two people who are willing, right? So you have one guy, one girl say, hey, I want to be with you. They ain't got to be cute. They just got to be like, hey, I want to be with somebody. That is you right now. It takes no effort, right? So... That being said, it you, you don't need to be in a relationship to give relationship advice. Sure, it backs it up. But a person who's been in relationships and out of relationships, even though he's single, it doesn't make his or her opinion any less valid, right? I could be dropping dimes, which I always do. I drop dimes like I'm Lonzo Ball back in college, not in the league because he's scrubby. And I'm I'm just tired. I don't I don't like it getting blown over because I'm single. Now, mind you, your boy is single by choice. I've been busy. I've been working. I've been doing such and such. I've been getting my life straight. Right? You can't say that you're ready for a woman when you're not ready to take care of yourself. Right? You gotta bring something to the table. For women to want you, you have to be able to offer them something. Right? 
anyone can offer them the year. Be better than that, right? So, so, so yeah, man. Advice can come from anybody. Because I've seen many people who are in relationships, which I find pretty corny. I've seen a lot of dudes who are, you know, pushovers or their women run them. They're balling chained up, you know, chaining balled up. They're, they're going to jail every day, clocking into work, coming back home, coming home to do what she wants to do. They don't have any freedom to do what they want to do. Only hang with her friends. He don't got no friends no more. The only friends he got are the other men that are balling chained up to another woman. And that's what these women do sometimes, man. If you if you want to keep if you want to keep your husband like under your control, let him hang around. Only let him hang around other men who are also under control of their wives, right? If you want to keep your pig in the pen, don't let him run free with the boars. You cannot do that, right? That's what they do. That's another thing I'm tired of. I'm tired of men being ran by the women. And it's some kind of like, it's like an epidemic, man. These, It's just like guys just, I'm not even going to say they're paralyzed, you know, they're, they're whipped by the yeah, but it's just like if you say anything, the rebuttals that they give, they turn, women are smart, they turn it back on you, Right? So they make you the bad guy. You're like, eh, I want to go hang out with my friends. Oh, you don't love me. Oh, all you do is play games. All you do is this, that, and the other. You don't pay me no attention. And, of course, you can't be the bad guy. So you see what you do. You cave in, right? That's how it goes. I think that's how it goes for a lot of these guys. I, 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 I can't take relationship advice from those guys. So I'd rather hear a single guy drop wisdom with no relationship than a married guy trying to tell me what to do. He's out here getting pushed around. And there's other guys who just don't show them nice no love. You with the boys too much, man. You're too old for that. Go go, go show your wife some attention. She needs her toes rubbed and, you know, little this little piggy went to the blanket. This little piggy went to the market. And this little piggy went in your mouth, right? I don't know what you guys are into. Some of you guys might have toe fetishes. Whatever. So I can't take advice from those dudes, right? Which leads me into another thing. What... What do you guys feel about What do you guys feel about Your significant others Say you're in a relationship with someone Now y'all are pretty much dating And One day you check your snap To see another guy Post uh, a screenshot Of him FaceTiming your girl Right And the caption's like oh she made my day Now you come Front your girl about this She says oh he's like a brother to me that's my friend. You ain't got to worry about him. How do you respond to that? How do you respond to that? And I know how you respond to that, and only because I've learned through experience, right? Many guys say, I'm not insecure. I'm not worried about so-and-so. Your girl, your girl cannot FaceTime other dudes. I don't care what time of the day. I don't care if it's when she wakes up, at her lunch, at night. FaceTiming is like a new thing, a new uh, a relationship development, right? So we still got to write the book on this. And I'm here to write that book. I'm here to lead you, okay? That is one of those things that is reserved specifically for you. All right, now, if you want to FaceTime, if they FaceTime, like, for two seconds, he's with his boy. He's like, hey, 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 you know, being a, a jerk. Cool, keep it short. But your girl cannot have FaceTime combos with another guy. It's just not. That's that's reserved for you. That's when affection is shown. That's when deep convos are had, you know? That's when 
nothing is said, but people are enjoying company, right? So I can just be on the phone with somebody, not saying anything, but I can enjoy their company, right? Your girl's not doing that with just anybody. She shouldn't be doing that with just anybody. Now, one of the responses that was given to me today was, I'm not insecure. I'm not worried. She said, that's just a friend. I said, boy, you need to drop her right now. Because that's not, that's not how it goes. It's not just a friend. I don't care if this dude is whack as ever. If he's FaceTiming your girl on a regular basis, he's making his way in there. That's y'all, girl. Y'all share her, right? You're in a polygamous relationship, and she's dangling you. I don't know what those dolls are called with the strings attached to them. She's got you dancing, tap dancing, doing a stanky leg on that joint, man. You got to get out of there. You got to say, hey, either you cut this or I'm out. And what is that going to do? That shows her that, one, you're mature enough and you respect yourself enough to know that there's a line and if it's going to get crossed, you're better than that. You know you're better than that. So if she wants to pull the, oh, you're insecure, you don't believe me, this, that, and the other, that's what they do. They flip it on you. So whose accountability is it? It's hers for texting or FaceTiming this guy, right? But if she flips it on you, telling you that you're insecure, now it's your fault. So now you have to, what do you, what do you have to do? You have to say, oh, okay, you can FaceTime or whatever. I'm not insecure. I'm a man. So she's flipped it on you, right? She's attacked your masculinity to make you do what she wants you to do, which is to let her be, right? Sometimes you just got to say, hey, no, that's not how it's going to roll. These are what I say. These are my rules. And if you don't want to play by them, that's cool. I can go somewhere else. I can do my own thing. And again, what that tells her is that you're mature. You know what you want, right? So she could be upset. She'll be upset for a week. And this is how it'll go. She'll be upset for a week. She'll say, I don't need him. He being silly. I don't know why he acting up. I don't understand. It's just my friend. And then one of her girls will get to her. Or she'll just start to rationalize herself, you know. You know, he might be right. That was a pretty strong thing to say. I don't know why he would feel that way. He must feel really strong about it. I respect him. Now, she may come back to you. She may not. It might tell you what kind of woman she is. But you will gain her respect that way. Because you drew the line and you stood by it. That's how a woman will know, hey, he's about his business, right? So that that whole, guys, I want you to watch for something very specific here. Don't let the blame get flipped back on you. Don't let the game get flipped back on you. So if a woman ever says, oh, it's because you're not a man, or you're not a man if you don't do this, that, and the other, or you're not a man if you're not secure with your woman walking out the house looking this kind of way. Nah, like put some clothes on. Again, the clothing thing. If a woman wears a skimpy dress that's your girl and you're like, hey, don't wear that. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't want everybody else seeing my stuff. Right? What can she say? She'll be like, oh, I don't see what's the problem. I'm coming home to you. Blah, 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 blah. Are you not secure? You don't like other people looking at me? No. It's on you because where do, why do you need this extra? Why do you need to wear these clothes? Because you like the attention it gets, right? You like the looks that it gets. Why do you need other looks other than mine, right? That's where the issue lies. That is it. Don't let her flip it back on you because they will. They do it very well. They say, oh, you're not a man. You, you can't, you, you don't understand. You're, like, you, you're insecure. You can't handle me. Just telling you guys, your boy Kendall said it here first. Watch out. Women are taking over, man. They're smart. They're taking over. How is Bodak Yellow number one on the charts? How? That song is straight garbage. That song is straight garbage, dog. That joke belongs 
in the strip club and it needs to stay there. I don't know how it made it out. I don't know how she made it out. Mind you, Cardi B, I think she's funny. Her personality is strong. Her music is trash. Her music is booty. How we let this go? You gave me all in one. What? The beat bangs, that's it. But like, if the beat bangs, you got a shot. But your flow is bad. We can't have both. And this is how women are taking over, right? It's how women are taking over. They turn this trash song into a hype song. Got everybody playing it. It empowers women to do things that you never thought would be done before. She told you to get your butt in the kitchen. Whip her up a sandwich. Right? While bumping Bodak Yellow and screaming in your face. I was watching this video where Bodak Yellow came on. And this drunk girl was dancing and hip-hopping around so much. In her man's face, just slapping him, poking him, punching him. My man was like, all right, he's being respectful. He's like, all right, I can't push her away. I can't hit her because it's my girl, you know, whatever. He puts a cup to his mouth. His girl smooth puts her hand. She said, no, nah, no, no. Nah. Takes the cup from his lips and continues to wrap the rest of Bodak Yellow. I said, dang, dude, you really done lost. Either you walk away or you take this L. And he stood there and took that L. That ain't me, but hey, this woman taking over, right? And his songs and things like this. We don't need, we don't know how to respond. I'm teaching you how to respond, man. Teach you how to respond, right? That's just like the whole sexual assault thing, right? It's a touchy subject, but I'm gonna go there. These dudes are dropping like flies. I didn't know we was really out here just grabbing women like that. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I, I, I don't know anybody of my guys that just run out here doing it. But apparently we just out here grabbing women in free will, man. I didn't know it was like that out here. I've been missing out. But I got a good God-trained conscience, you know what I'm saying? Scriptures teach me not to just sexually harass women, right? They are the weaker vessel. Not in the sense that they are weaker than you, but in the sense that if they were like a, a delicate vessel. Like, you don't want to be rough with it, right? You want to make sure you know you're treated right. You're not being super aggressive to it, you know? You, you treat it like something that's precious. You don't run around smacking it up. But I didn't know we was just out here doing it. They got another one today. They got my man Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer, the dude from ABC, Good Morning America. They got my man Matt Lauer. Apparently, he was grabbing up on somebody. That man got benched in two days. We don't even know what he did, but they was like, yo, we heard some stuff. He's gone. Matt Lauer. You know what they replaced her with? One of these girls from this daytime TV show. So now there's two women hopes in Good, Good Morning America, right? I'm telling you, they're taking over. There will be no men in the media in five years. There will just not. Michael Strahan, say goodbye. Some girl is going to take your position. Why? Because women aren't seen as a threat in that way. If a, if a woman pinches you or grabs your butt or whatever, you know, it's a joke. Man do that, sexual harassment. And now he's getting call, we getting called out. Well, not we. They getting called out. And you're getting called out 15 years after the fact. So you're, getting, you're going to prison. Or you losing your job over something you did 20 years ago. That's so tough, man. That's so tough. You get replaced by people who are non-threatening, right? They have the power with one word, two words. They can take your job, your livelihood. Sexual harassment. Sexual assault. And these are things that are up to debate. If I say, hey girl, you're looking good. Is that sexual harassment? To one girl it's not, to one girl it might be. It really just depends on if she wants it at that moment or not. 
know, if I'm saying if I look like uh, if I look like I got I went to jail and had two baby kids and three baby mamas and you know sell drugs and don't go to work, and I say, hey girl, you looking real nice, you looking real scrumptious right now, scrump umptious baby. She'll be like, <laughs> okay, that's not sexual harassment. But if I'm you know, if I got a nice job, you know, I got a nice car, I don't live with my mom, you know what I'm saying, I'm respecting women, I'm opening doors, and I say, girl, you're looking fine, I would like to take you to dinner. Sexual harassment, lost your job, go straight to jail, now you're gay. I'm not going to explain how you turn gay, but you guys should know, right? It's just that easy. It's perception, right? So one woman could be like, eh, eh, it's kind of, I wanted it, and one woman could be like, nah, I didn't. Not sexual harassment, he lost his job. Now, there, there is clear lines to what sexual harassment and sexual assault are, and a lot of these dudes are probably crossing these lines, but it seems like every dude in power has at least abused that power once. And why do I say there will be no men in media? Because if everyone at power is a man and he's abused his power, there's someone down the line that's got the voice now to speak out. You're going to speak out, you're going to come down, and your position is going to get filled. Gonna get filled by who? If you fill it with another man, they're probably gonna do the same thing. They could fill it with a woman. And then there's no sexual assault charges. Clean, baby. Crystal clean, peachy clean, baby. A. Hey, telling you guys, I sound like a conspiracy theorist. I love women to death, man. I think they're the greatest gift on earth that God has given us, right? It goes women one, number two, music. Number three, dogs. And number four, cars. But cars are man-made. So. Yeah, man. I'm just. I'm, I'm telling y'all. Something's happening, man. They're taking over. But. All right, man. I didn't talk too long. I talked long enough. One thing I'll leave you with before I go. What's up with these parties, man? What's the line on parties? Where is the line at on parties, right? If a JW asks you, hey, do you want to come to this party? Normally you say, okay, what kind of music is going to be there? Who's going to be there? You know, there's chaperones and adults and elders and servants. You know, who's going to be there, right? Now, if this person tells you it's more of like a concert, you say, okay, who's performing? What do they look like? What kind of music do they perform? You say, oh, it's a couple of my buddies. They got a couple of JWs, you know, and, and then they got a couple of non-JWs. But all their music's clean, though. You're like, eh, okay, mm, that's a little weird. But okay, I, I might be down. I'm, I'm always supporting my peoples. Now, what if they say, okay, it's a concert for JWs. You also got to pay to get in. I say, huh, I, d I don't know about that. That sounds awfully worldly to me. That sounds like something the Romans would do. That sounds like you're chasing after the Romans. You want that fame. You want that fortune. You want that notoriety that comes with being a star. Just because you do it in the JW community doesn't make it nonetheless. But anyway, people out here doing it. I said, okay. I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to watch this. You know, I flip on my snap. We got JWs fighting in front of worldly people. We got worldly dudes with dreads on stage rapping. We got yams out. I said, man. Somebody trying to get in trouble. So what's the line, man? I understand venues are expensive, but if someone asks you to pay to come to a party, what are your, what are you going to say? I don't know. I've seen it done classy, like a reception or something, but you know, I think 
asking for money at receptions is kind of like a, I, I was told that's not a not a great look, but people understand. I understand coming to a party and they pay you know something something for a venue. You chip in a couple bucks and help them out because it's not cheap. But when it becomes like a club scene, like five to get in, ladies free before ten. Guys, you got to go. No hats, no sneakers, no jerseys. Right? You kind of like, yo, what kind of stuff? I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. It's crazy out here in the streets, man. Just read your Bible. Use good judgment. Um, I love you guys. I hope you were able to make it through my rambling and bambling, my stambling and crambling. Right? Um, you know, I see you guys either next month. I probably will see you guys next month if I feel like it. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed the new format. I try to get right to the punch. Try not to waste too much time. I do talk a little bit more, but uh, I'm only doing it once a month, so... Let me know what you think. Let me know what your thoughts. Peace out, people.